1: Hello, you're joining me for episode 231 of the Blended Family Podcast. I'm happy that you're here. I don't have a lot of announcements today, but I do have a great co-hosting show with a listener who's been on the show before. Her name is Christina, and I love when she joins me. She always has such great advice, and she always shares her vulnerability with us, and I appreciate that so much. So stay tuned for that. As far as my other announcements, like I said, I don't really have anything to go over. I have not been feeling that well this week. I had stopped one of my medications. From my surgery, and I guess I stopped it too quick, and so I had a rough week. I was kind of feeling some side effects of that, uh, some depression, some fatigue, and just some aches and pains, and just different things that I'm that I've got going on. And so I've been trying to rest up a little bit this week. So. I hope that you enjoy this. I will be back next week. And I just want you to know, too, that we've got some really great interviews for you coming up as well that I've already recorded. I'm just waiting to roll them out. Some great expert interviews, things that are going to help you guys coming up with school, with the kids, all kinds of things like that. So stay tuned. Make sure that you subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. Please rate and review the show, share with friends. You can always send me some feedback to melissa at blendedfamilypodcast.com. And don't forget that you can schedule a time with me, whether it is a mini session to see if you wanna work with me, some coaching sessions, and I also do free financial reviews, meaning I will sit with you for an hour and go over your financial picture and find out what you might need there and set you on a road to financial success. We do that for free. And of course, we do the coaching. So if you want to schedule any time with me, you would just go to blendedfamilypodcast.com slash schedule and you will find all of the options there. Don't forget, you can always send in your topic ideas and your questions to me as well, and don't forget to join the Facebook group at slash group. Keep in mind, I have not been very active in that Facebook group between everything that I have going on, it's been hard for me to moderate. I am still looking for a volunteer, someone who loves the group, someone who is very active in the group, and someone who has, uh, let's see, a heart of integrity and a good person that will be fair and non-judgmental. If there's anybody out there like that and you have a little time on your hands and you want to give me a hand, I'd love to have some help moderating the group so that we can continue to make sure that it's a place where we all want to be. So other than that, that is all I have for you today. I hope you enjoy this conversation with Christina and I will see you guys back next week. Bye. Hello, listeners. You are joining us today with my friend, Christina Kavanaugh, who's been on the show before. She was actually on episode number 215 and was a wonderful co-host, and she's actually joining me today to talk about a few other issues that have come up, and she's agreed to come back on the show. Welcome back to the show, Christina.
0: Thanks, Melissa. I'm so happy to be here.
1: Yeah, and so today we're going to be talking about an interesting topic that, Christina, actually, you've brought to light uh, about over a year ago, I think, or maybe within the year. We were talking about a topic that had come up in our Facebook group and, of course, um, been wanting to have you on the show to discuss more about it, and here you are. And I hear that beautiful baby in the background. Uh, Before we...
0: (laughs) Yes. (laughs) This is is my audio update, the last time you guys... Heard me, I was on, and I was like five weeks pregnant. Well, now I have a seven month old who is chewing on her favorite silicone toy.
1: Yeah, and I can attest to the fact that she is absolutely gorgeous because I see her there in the video laying with you. And so we don't have to go into your whole history. Uh, I do encourage listeners, if you want to hear the backstory for Christina, uh, go ahead and listen to episode number 215. But Christina, why don't you just give us a really quick introduction of yourself again.
0: yeah sure um i am uh, been married to my husband i've been married to my husband for 5 years i have a stepson who's 12 a stepdaughter who's going to be 9 in a week i have a 3 year old or almost 3 year old bio son with my husband and now i have a little girl who's seven
1: months old. Nice. And so I know that we were talking about the rights of step-parents. You're a stepmom, and you've had some situations with bio-mom and we're going to get into that in just a moment, but we really want to talk about the rights of step-parents, how do you know when something is your right or is not your right? And how do you mitigate that with exes and ex-spouses, ex-partners? Because this can get into some very uh, tricky territory as you found yourself. So I'll give you a moment to just state like really what happened uh, where this became to be an issue for you.
0: Yeah, sure. So, um, my, so we lived in Missouri and military from Missouri to Louisiana and we used to drive to get the kids now we fly them in so our um our uh, parenting time is different now from uh, from more often to less often so now we have um the time that I'm going to talk about we have we had like a three-week block oh, two three-week blocks last summer so summer 2000 Nineteen, and um, we're at Target walking around, and I was going to get her some, some, some dresses. It was myself, my my, my husband, just my, my my whole family, all the, all the kids, you know, getting their hygiene items too. And I looked down at my daughter, and she's eight years old, but oh. I'm seeing these dollar bills pop out of her chest. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no! I'm not looking at this. All all summer long, I'm I'm and I don't want to look at see any other guys looking at her or looking at her chest. I I don't I don't I don't want to see that. So I was like, come on, we're gonna go get your training bras right now. I didn't talk about it with my husband. I didn't talk about it with anybody. I looked at me. my daughter. It's like, do you want to do this? Do you do you feel comfortable with me doing this? And her eyes got really big. And they sparkly, shiny. it's was like, Are you serious? Like, we're about to go. This is so cool. Yeah, sure. It's just training bras. Let's go try them on and, and and we'll be good. Well, later that evening, they were FaceTiming with their mother and she was all excited. Super, super excited. Mom, guess what I got today? And they were off in the backyard, Facetiming on the trampoline, and I could just see the disappointment and the tears in her eyes. I don't know what her mom said. I, I I wasn't listening, but it was not a great reaction. And my heart goes out to her. And the and the and the brother, the brother was parodying what the mom said. Yeah. You're not old enough to wear a training bronze yet. You're not old enough. You're, you have a sort of puberty. I'm looking at this little boy like, he's alive. I'm looking at him like, what do you know about the puberty? Get away. Get out of the cell oh, He's buttoned in into this very particular moment. Oh, my,
1: yeah,
0: my daughter
1: here. Oh. So um, your your phone is cutting in and out. So I'm not sure if the speaker is covered or not. But let me just go over in case the listeners didn't hear yeah. all of that. So what Christina yeah. said was that she took the liberty of getting her stepdaughter uh, taking her bra shopping for her first time because she definitely needed it and they were not close by to mom. And Christina thought it would be just fine um, as her stepdaughter was very excited about it as well. But as you heard Christina say, it did not turn out to be a good outcome when bio mom found out she was very offended about this. Um, and and this, we, we see this happening a lot. So the, the next thing I really want to talk about is when does this happen? And so I tried to make like a preliminary list of sensitive occasions, sensitive things that happen in a child's life that a parent may really feel that they want to be included on, right? So the first one, obviously, the bra shopping. Okay. We we understand that. What about piercings and tattoos sure those are for kids that are a little bit older but believe it or not there's some um there's young people that are getting their ears uh pierced and so that becomes a big point of contention for a lot of parents as well um uh, let's see shooting this was another story that happened with you christina um yeah so why don't you talk about just make sure your microphone isn't covered but talk about what happened with your son
0: yeah, well, yeah, I can, I can even go 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 back and relate to you on the uh, piercings. Um, my my daughter, she she or my stepdaughter, but my but my daughter, she doesn't have her, her ears pierced. Well, at least that was the uh, agreement. Is that you know she has to be old enough to understand. I want to get pierced and then understand the pain, understand the germ theory, understand the risks. So it was—I don't know. She was seven in school, and um, in with 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 her mom, and we got a phone call and said, "Hey, on a Wednesday night at eight o'clock at night, hey, I'm taking um, a daughter to go get her ears pierced at eight o'clock at night at Claire's." And my my husband was like, "What the hell is going on?" I mean, there's nothing that, that there's nothing at this point that 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 we can say. We can't say, uh, yeah, we can say no, but that's just gonna make us look like the bad guy. so it's it's just very helpless and at the end, she did get her ears pierced at eight o'clock at night on a school night, but she didn't understand how much it'll hurt and germ theory and keeping her ears clean so. She came over to the house and she said her ears hurt. So we took them out and we did we medicated it and her ears were feeling good two days later, but two days later her her holes closed up. So we're the bad guys. So yeah. it's just a hot hot. Yeah. Hot so mess. this is very
1: this is so very common. This happens all the time in blended families. I mean, even for very basic things like A movie, even a movie that a child watches, a parent can get very bent out of shape and say, well, I wanted to watch that movie with them, or I wanted to take them to this special event. I wanted to do this, this, or that. And then even some other situations, like when we're talking about medical events or medical procedures and appointments, there are a lot of things that we have to do with our children that we feel that we want to do with them and we don't want our ex to do, but- Bottom line is sometimes these things are going to take place. Sometimes they're planned. Sometimes they're not. Um, But sometimes these things happen. And and I want to go back to what you just said a minute ago about looking like the bad guy. Now, this is really interesting. And I've seen this happen in so many cases where one parent is made to look like the bad one because the good parent is saying, sure, I'll take you to get this tattoo, this piercing, Mm -hmm. whatever it is that you want but your mom or your dad says no. And so what then is going to happen is the child obviously is going to get very upset at the other parent, um, alienate that parent and make them look bad. And so this is happening all of the time. Um, Can you also share, there was one other incident that happened um, where I think your husband was upset about Mm -hmm. your son going shooting. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, yeah
0: yeah so um i was I was in uh California doing some training, and I got uh, this text message and pictures of my husband's brothers who were still Facebook friends with the bio mom and screenshots of of my he was seven or eight at the time of him shooting a forty five on on a gun range with the boyfriend, who's no longer the boyfriend, but it was with the boyfriend. And, and I'm, you know, I'm military, and my husband's former military, so so we know what the proper safety precautions and procedures are when shooting firearms. And from the picture, none of that was being followed. And then on top of that, it was a it was a 45 caliber, which is it, it it a lot of things can go wrong, very very quickly. So when um, uh, uh, the son called the dad and was like, "Oh, guess what I did today?" and he's got all these blank rounds or rounds that are not uh, rounds have already been shot in in the little casings. So he was trying to FaceTime his dad with the casings in his hand. I shot this, 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 and My husband's blood pressure is just going up and up and up. And he just doesn't want to explode right there in front of, because it's not his, it's not the son's fault. So after a while, was talking with the mom and was like, you will never, ever, ever do this again. First of all, this, this, all of this was completely unsafe. Second of all, I will teach my son how to shoot. That is one thing that a father does with a son is teach them how to shoot, or teach them boxing, or teach them, that's just one of the, I guess, the unwritten laws of father to son, or teach them how to skin a, a rabbit, or, or a chicken, or I don't know.
1: <laughs> I know what you're saying. <laughs> but they
0: ended up having to go to court. They went to court over this incident, and the bio mom was completely, she, she didn't even, she didn't even understand about this uh, rights of passage, which I, I don't, know. but she didn't, she wasn't getting it. All she was understanding was your relatives are spying on me and on un- Facebook friended everybody, the uncles, the sisters, the grandparents, everybody. She, she just didn't get it. She did not get it. And that, and that was the real tra- tragedy. Yes.
1: And I think that you bring up a really good point because we all have a very different opinion on what goes on and how we want to raise our kids and what we think is right and wrong. Um, And so it can be really difficult to determine when you're dealing with situations one by one well, is this petty? Am I not being petty? I don't yeah. know, right? What, how do we yeah. know what really yeah. to worry about? And so the first thing I wanna say is, um, and this may be a little too late in some cases, but to those of you who are listening who have not gotten to a situation like this yet, and I say yet, because you will eventually come across a situation where somebody does something that the other person does not like. So my first mm-hmm. tip to the listeners is, communicate with your ex about some of these issues before they come up. And then so you might say, well, how how do I know what's going to come up if it hasn't come up? But each of us has things that are important to us as parents. And so it's a really good idea to unpack some of this stuff with your ex. Whether you can speak on friendly terms or not, you can always do this in an email. You can always do this by text so it's documented. But to turn around in a very friendly way before... The conflict comes up and say, Hey, here are some things that are very important to me when it comes to Junior, you know, whatever the the child's name is. These are some issues that are very important to me. And I would like to come to an agreement that when this happens, we make sure that we notify one another, like when the child needs to go get a new bra, or when we're going to be talking about a menstrual cycle, or when the child is going to get <laughs> taught hunting. Like all of these things, right? Because people will choose to get bent out of shape whether it is a big deal or not. You might take an issue that isn't even a big deal, but the bio parent might spin it into a big deal just because um, they. This is their way of doing it, especially with control. We'll talk about control in a minute, but. Um, So I think the first thing that we need to do is really communicate, if possible, and put it all out there. Even if it seems small, put it all out there in an email and just say, I don't want to be petty, but I'm trying to avoid an argument in the future. And then you can ask your ex to do the same. Here's my list of things that I feel very strongly about. Please supply me with yours, so that way we can make sure moving forward that we're being very respectful to the other partner. And that that doesn't mean you're going to agree on everything on that list. I mean, we're t- we're talking about big things and little things here, right? But there are some parents that get extremely upset even over a haircut, and so, and when we say haircut, I mean even a trimming. I I think we can all agree that we should never cut off you know, six to 12 inches of a child's hair without consulting the other parent if the other parent is involved in some of the things because some people just get really funny, but even a trim. So we need to discuss those things in advance, find out what is admissible and what is not. And that can hopefully help you avoid some of the arguments moving forward. But as Christina would vouch for, it's not going to stop all the arguments from coming up because when you're dealing with an ex, um, so, Christina, let's talk about control a little bit, um, yeah. because I know that, that as divorced people, we're all dealing with this in some form or another with an ex, and there's usually an ex that, or, or partner, I should say, in the divorce that wants to have a little bit more of control, and they will use it in whatever way that they have to, even if they're causing harm to the kids. And so let's talk a little bit about why parents do this and why, like I said, some things maybe aren't a big deal, but turn into a big deal because that parent wants to establish some control. So why don't you talk about this a little bit in your own personal situation? Do you feel that control is an issue here and that maybe she's using it against you? Oh, 100%. 100%.
0: Oh, But
1: but, you know, at nine and
0: 12, the kids their eyes are are much more open now like with with the bra incident uh, she the daughter said well one day my mom will realize that I need these bras and she just needs to stop controlling my life and there's uh, more instances with with the son because the son is now older but um yeah, I was, I was bathing my, uh, she was six weeks old at the time when they were here to, to, to visit us, um, last summer, or just recently. Oh, Thanksgiving. That's what it was. And, um, and I was pouring water on, uh, I was rinsing her, her hair and the daughter was, was helping me bathe her sister and the daughter's eight years old. And she's like, oh, that's how, that's what my mom does to me. And I'm looking at her like, your mom still gives you baths she still rinses your hair out so that was really more of a clue like it's control because this is something that we don't want to lose we don't want to lose that our children are growing up i think i i, I think with with her with uh, people who have these kind of conflicts they just just don't like. The more you want to hold on to something, you squeeze and squeeze and squeeze and treat your children like they don't have any independence. The more they're going to realize that as they grow up, and they're just going to want to push away from 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 you. I one hundred percent think it's about control because the parent doesn't want to lose that child to uh, independence. Yes,
1: yes. And not only that, um, there's also the fear of losing the control to the other parent, to the step parent who, Mm -hmm. you know, it's very, it's a very difficult, listen, I'm I'm bio and I'm step. So I have both sides of this. So I'm allowed to say, you know, my opinion from both sides. And I know that it's it's like an ego thing even as a bio parent. Sometimes you have to put your ego mm-hmm. aside and say, gosh, you know, like listen, my two daughters live with their dad and their stepmom and they have since they were each 13 years old and I've talked about this on the show before it's very difficult for me, but I had to put my ego aside when I knew that this other woman is helping my kids with their schoolwork. This other woman is the one that's there when my kids go to bed and when my kids wake up. She's the one that's feeding them dinner at night, not me. That's painful, Mm -hmm. but I can choose to be angry about it and, and force control over the situation. Or I can realize that this is another woman that can be there for my kids and be there when I can't be. And so that it's not a bad thing, but it really is a practice of pushing that ego aside because the feelings that sometimes come up inside of every human being you know you get those feelings sometimes of jealousy and you want to try to take hold of a situation but you're really only hurting the kids when you do that so as far as control yes control over your child's independence and also ha- trying to have control over what goes on in the other house isn't isn't going to fare well for anybody as a parent. Um, and like is telling you, and it's true, I've seen it happen so many times, whereas the kids get a little bit older, they do realize what the one parent was trying to hold them back from. And to a child, some of these things are very big deals to them, but they don't understand. For instance, with your stepdaughter with the bra shopping, she really needed a bra. She was really excited about a bra. It did not go through her mind for one second that this is something special I need to do with my mom because most moms don't even talk to their kids about that and say, hey, we're gonna have this special thing planned. Nobody talks about it. It happens, you go do it. If mom wanted a special event out of that, and this is where I was telling you guys earlier, if there's something special that you want, you have to speak up. You have to tell the other parent in advance, hey, when this thing comes up, I want to be included. I want to be the one that does it. If you don't speak up, you can't expect for the other parents to know necessarily, especially with something in your case, like with a bra where you're you're going outside outdoors to stores with that child and she clearly needs one. And I know we've had this conversation before. And for some of you that are in the Facebook group, you've probably maybe seen this when we were posting about this and my personal opinion, my personal professional opinion is that, um, and I, and I do see both sides. I see why mom was sensitive to it, but I happen to know Christina from working with her before and I knew her intentions. And so Let's talk about intentions now. You you know, get past the control thing. Let's talk about intentions because when push comes to shove, when somebody does something that offends you, you always have to look and say, Was this person intending to do harm? So, Christina, obviously, you taking your stepdaughter bra shopping, were you planning on doing bio mom harm or taking away anything out of her experience?
0: I had no idea that that was a rite of passage kind of thing. I yeah, I just I looked at it like you need a new shirt. You need some more jeans. You need some because every single time they would come and visit I've I've been knowing my daughter since she turned 4 and since my son turned 7. So they're now almost 9 and 12. Yeah, every so- time they would come over It would be a new growth spurt. Mm -hmm. Every single time we would go to Kohl's and we would go get four or five outfits and they would keep their clothes at the house in Missouri. So I had no idea that this was something that was sacred. I I just said, you need something and I'm going to go get that for you.
1: Yeah. 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 And I, and I can see that happening. And like I said, I also am sensitive to bio mom in the picture. I do understand that for her, that was a rite of passage, but she never communicated that to anybody. So, um, let's go over some best practices and I'm really speaking. I'm not just speaking to bio parents here. I'm speaking to bio parents and step parents alike, because you're both in this. Some of you are dealing with both like myself, you know, I, I, and, and, you too, Christina. Now you have a bio child, so you have mm-hmm. both sides of it as well. Um, but we really, in addition to communicating before a situation arises, there's just a few other things that I want to share with the listeners um, when something comes up. Okay, so, so if you are a bio parent and something comes up, the first thing you need to do is really think did this person have intentions to hurt me or to hurt my child or to cause disruption? Are they trying to be evil or mean or whatever the word is you want to describe? Or are they trying to just do something for my child, help my child? Are they trying to step on my toes or are they just trying to be a step-parent? And that's a really big distinction because most bio parents are always thinking that the person is just there to step on their toes. It's really not it. Believe me, I will speak from a step-parent perspective here for a moment. No step-parent really wants to be disruptive and to cause disruption. And I find it so sad that step-parents are known as evil step-moms, not so much step-dads, but wicked stepmother, evil stepmother. As stepmoms, we are fighting one of the hardest battles of our lives, raising somebody else's child in the capacity that we're allowed to. So believe me, nobody really wants to cause disruption. Um, And then what I would also say, so what I would say to the bio parent is to think, was this person being intentional? And then if you're the step parent and you're going to be doing something, maybe stop for a moment and think is what I'm about to do offensive? Can it offend the bio parent? Would I feel okay with this if the shoe was on the other foot? And I think that's a really important thing to think about. Um, It doesn't always solve all of the problems, but think, think before you do something. um, And you can always ask the bio parent. You can always say, is this okay? can I do this? Um, I know, Christina, you, maybe in hindsight, maybe you wish that you had asked the question. um, But I know we talked about this. Your intentions were not bad. You were not trying to hurt. You were trying to help. And I think that before people get upset, they should think about that. Don't you think so, Christina?
0: Absolutely. And Melissa, from the very beginning, like from the very first time I've ever written her i asked as just as her ex-husband's girlfriend that just very first time what are your expectations of me what are my left right limits what where is the line because as i said in in my first interview i was raised by my stepmom i never saw my mom or Spoken to her until I was 15. I'm sure, you know, like when I'm two years old or something, I like, but I don't know what those limits are. I don't know what those lines are. All I know is if you need something, I will get it to you. Not want, but I need a coat. I need shoes. I need this. I'm okay. I will go buy that. And that's just what I was operating off, off, off of. But it's it, it and it's very important to establish your expectations and your hard lines with all adults involved. And to this day, five years later, I still don't know what my expectations are or or what my hard, hard lines are. I'm just figuring this out every day as I go along.
1: Yeah. and And that's clearly not for lack of trying. You obviously tried to communicate, which was my first tip, communicate before Mm -hmm. something comes up and you tried to do that. Um, Mm Communication is a two-way street. Obviously that is not your fault. Um, And so so my next thing was to think about what you're doing and then speak to the ex first, which again, you did attempt to do. And so you couldn't help that you didn't get an answer back. And so then my second advice to everybody is, speak to the ex, whether it's by phone call, email, text. It doesn't have to be the step-parent. It should be one bio-parent to the other bio-parent. But if that doesn't work, um, in many, many cases, it's fine for the step-parent to consult with the bio-parent. You just have to look at your own situation, of course. Um, But now let's talk about what happens after. So we have a slip-up, as in your case. We had a slip up Mm -hmm. and what do we do from there? And so I know a lot of people um, don't even have an opportunity to make things right. There's, there's a fight. Somehow they've realized as a step parent, they've overstepped, they've done something wrong. There's an argument, there's a conflict. Um, What can you do? So I'll let you talk here in a second, Christina, but my first thing to say, if you notice that there's been a slip up and you did not intend to do that, the first best thing that you can do right away is apologize, which, which is by phone call, by email, by text, it doesn't matter, to apologize to that person and say, I am sorry. I see that this was very upsetting to you and that was not my intention. That doesn't mean the person's going to accept your apology, but it is always a good practice to do. So, Christina, tell me what happened when you found that you had stepped on some toes what did you do
0: so i i didn't really realize that i stepped on toes i put it out to the group and the group showed me that i stepped on some toes and i felt so so guilty so like because i've i've made mistakes in in the past and i don't want to make mistakes when it comes to her which i know is a huge huge impossible expectation to not make mistakes because everything that the parent does is a mistake but, <laughs> 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 but um i wanted to apologize to her and i didn't want to apologize through my husband to her my husband isn't a messenger boy and i refused to have him act in that capacity and I asked her, will you call me? Come through. Ever. I have never been able to apologize to her for the things that I have messed up where she has found offensive. I 100% agree with you. In, In order for my guilt for this offense and any other uh, offense I just have to forgive myself first and then move on I can't change her feelings about me but you know looking towards the next milestone as you brought up with menstrual cycles and she hasn't started that yet but yeah already I'm game planning for how I'm gonna handle that
1: yeah yeah And I I give you a lot of credit because you have been very vulnerable and you you took a little bit of heat, um, I guess, in the Facebook group for that. And um, but you know, I, I remember the situation and I remember that you that wasn't your intention and that you did apologize. And so so if you should slip up as a step parent and you should apologize. And it doesn't go anywhere. And the person doesn't accept your apology. You have to do exactly what Christina is telling you to do, which is to give yourself a little bit of grace. And and you, know, you can look at your own self. You know if you did something with ill intentions or not, obviously. You know what your intentions are. And so you have to learn to forgive yourself if you've done something, even if bioparent doesn't forgive you. Because bottom line is, bioparents don't Always forgive. And by the way, if you're a bio parent listening, I am not. I'm not coming down on bio parents either. Um, I am speaking out of my professional opinion of what I've seen go on. I get lots of emails from bio parents and from step parents, and I just know certain patterns, and I know certain things that go on. There are some. There are some step parents that are ill-intentioned, but I have really rarely seen it, to be honest. Um, I know that bio parents don't always see it that way. But when I'm able to to sit here and see both sides of everything and, and listen um, from a non-biased place, I can see that it's very hardly ever ill-intentioned. Um, and that's that's just the truth of it, at least the people that I speak to. So, So forgive yourself and learn to move on And learn from the situation, right? If you've done something to offend somebody, obviously, let's not try to repeat the situation. But sometimes we can't help it. And that kind of segues us into the next topic because there are some situations that, and and I'm talking to everybody here. If you have bio children that are with step parents, if you're a step parent, there's some situations in parenting where you need to take care of something and you don't have time to consult with the bio parent. Okay, for instance, your stepchild is with you and they have gotten their first period. You and the child is crying, as my daughter was, by the way, crying in the bathroom because just completely had an emotional breakdown about it, which happens, but you're not going to then say, hold on, honey, I can't really help you right now. I need to call your parent. Stop that, reading. Yes, <laughs> stop. stop. Reading. Don't cry anymore. Don't be upset like you there is just some things that happen or if there's an emergency at home and the child falls and breaks their arm, yes, you're going to take care of business first. Then you're going to call the bio parent as soon as you can, obviously, and let them know, but there are some situations that are emergency based that things come up and you have to deal with it when you can and so you have to be able to understand as on both sides as especially as a bio parent that sometimes things like that might come up so as a bio parent um, in addition to talking to your ex about what your expectations are you should have some conversations with your kids too as they get older like hey honey, before you go get your ears pierced, that's something I really want to do with you. You know, if the child knows that this is a special event for mom or dad, they are going to remember that when a step-parent suggests doing that event, they're going to say, hey, thank you, but I know my mom wanted to do this with me. Um, And so it's really an important thing for there to just be mass communication across the board as much as we can so that these issues don't come up um, because bottom line is that it affects the kids. And as Christina demonstrated with just her stepdaughter's little face, her little sad face, you know, when kids are excited about something and then they're taken down um, by a parent and it's not fair when that happens. And so we really need to not allow this to affect our kids, bio or step, we really have to be the adults here. So Christina, what I'll ask you is, um, knowing your situation and knowing this is not, this was not the first time something like this has happened, it's probably going to be an ongoing thing for you as you raise the kids in your blended family, your stepkids. What do you think you need to do moving forward to make sure that your children and your stepkids are not affected by this?
0: Um, well, I've, I've, I've told them both that um, what my role in how, how we are, stepmom to stepkids, is that I have an opportunity to be a parent, but I'm not your parent. Um, I'm here to help us figure out How can we get to yes? Uh, My son wanted to earn money. I didn't want to give him money, but um, or my my, uh, stepson, and uh, okay, how are we going to help you make money? How do we get to yes? Parents can say no, and, and that's it, because I said so. But it's my job to figure out As your stepmom how can we get to yes so when it comes to 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 the next big thing whether that's the period or anything my mom says 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 no okay well we have to respect the wishes of your mother but when you're at this house those those rules they it's not that they don't apply It's just I don't hold those same rules as important. And I'm not going to let her rules dictate what goes on in my house. So it does require a lot of flexibility and a lot of creativity. But like I said before, it's my job to figure out how can we turn this no into a yes.
1: Yeah. And and I can hear some bio moms right now pushing back a little bit against that Mm -hmm. saying, well, it's not your job to figure out how to turn the no into a yes, I'm the parent, um, but I, I, I'm not, well, go ahead.
0: <laughs> well, if uh, the the event in question, any event, it's not your job, well, if the bio parent were, were to uh, do their job, so to speak, and this need, whatever the need is, would have never arisen at your house. Well, then why is the child coming to the step parent asking? Because I made it clear to, to, to them that we're going to get to a yes. It may It's going to be in some terms of negotiation, but we're going to get to a yes. And they know that. So do your job at your house before they have to come to my house, which is a flight, an airplane flight away.
1: Right. And let's, let me point out, by the way, we, we, we're we being very vague here because we were talking about bra shopping, um, yeah. but there's other things too, right? So we have little things uh, like hair trims and we have really big things like- Or like, yeah, like like prom dresses or- Right, right. So, so yeah. I understand that there's different levels here, um, but yeah. I think what Christina is trying to share with everyone is that, which is very true, that- Everyone in their own blended home has to figure out what works for them, what works for their Mm -hmm. family while the kids are there at that home. We cannot parent our kids while they're at the other house. It doesn't work. It never will work. And if you try, you're only going to set up yourself for failure and the kids for failure because things don't work like this. Now, there are hard lines. There are certain things that need to be Mm -hmm. discussed. But when you have a child in your care and they have a need, a need, as Christina said, not- not just that they want something that's crazy, but they have a need, then you can decide what you need to do in your home. Again, always mutual respect, respecting the other bio parent when you can. Obviously, you are all not in the same situation. Everyone out there listening, some of you have a good thing going with your ex, some of you do not. Some of you are on speaking terms, some of you are not. Some of you are dealing with parental alienation, some of you are not. And so- Christina and I wanted to come on today to just kind of give you guys a general overview of how to mitigate these things. Obviously, there's no perfect answer and every Mm -hmm. situation is so unique, but I think we can all agree with having these conversations, making sure that there's some communication, making sure we think before we act, making sure that if we do something that upsets somebody that we try to apologize for it. Um, And, but ultimately making sure that our children aren't affected by what is going on. And so I think we just all have a responsibility as a parent or a step parent to protect the kids from knowing about the conflict and the drama from most of it that goes on with us and our disagreements. And um, we really want to try to remain as a team even if we aren't behind the scenes the kids should really kind of see some teamwork going on when possible so I don't know Christina go ahead do you have anything else to add and and, you know I'm I'm
0: what I'm afraid of like the next like the big issue you you know i I know what it's like to be a teenager I know what it's like to be the, the you know a female teenager I I get it. And when you got the boyfriends and the girlfriends or whichever, and I saw one, one of the, one, one of the members posted about taking her stepdaughter to the OB because they were getting um, sexually active. And I know this is going to be a really big issue when it comes up. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm a planner and I would, you know, I asked myself, well, what would I do? in that in that situation you know hey hey miss christina or hey mom as you know my my stepson calls calls me mom can you buy me condoms my mom won't do it oh my gosh oh man and i told you before i was i was a yes no 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 i i I don't know (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> that is, yeah, that is definitely, boy, that that is going to open yeah. up a whole other door. So we'll have to talk yeah. about that another yeah. day. But you're you're a hundred percent right. There's a million things that come up, and and how do we really always know if the child is getting what they need at the other house, right? So when it comes to some big things like that, and you say, well, gosh, if my child is not getting this, with stepchild or not, if they're not getting what they need. If they're not getting they the sexual need. education, if they're not getting yes. the, their needs met, whose responsibility is it to make sure that their needs are fulfilled? And it just brings up a really, a really important point that we have to sometimes we have to make those determinations, and we're really not sure. Um, and yeah. so, I guess the last thing that I would want to say is to everybody: just let's give each other a little bit of grace. Let's understand that we're all in this together. We're all trying to raise these kids together. We don't all have all of the right answers and we're just all trying to do the best that we can do. And if we can try to work together, sometimes things just come out better and they work easier with the kids. And I know that's not always possible, but um, these are some very, very important things when it comes to our kids and I don't know, Christina, what What do you think, what would be your last bit of advice to give people here on on really how to unpack this? Get a list of expectations.
0: It can be an ever-evolving list. If I had a list of from bio-mom to step-mom, this is what I would like for you or what I would not like for for you to do and it doesn't have to be you know very specific like brush it's you know it's if it's an overarching treat my children as if they were your children or just something just a list of expectations or even a statement of gratitude anything any sort of communication instead of always pointing the finger you screwed up here 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 they're not your children Okay. Well, like like any good m- meeting, you have some good points and you have some bad points. All right. So let's talk about some good now. That's keep criticism down. Let's bring all the good points up and let's, like you said, work together. So I'll, I'll I'm still standing by for the good stuff. I'm I'm trying to hunt hunt the good stuff.
1: <laughs> well, I love that answer. And so. I ask all of the bio parents listening right now, if you have children and there is a step-parent involved, let's do what Christina is asking you to do. Go ahead and submit something to the step-parent, a letter, a list, bullet points, whatever it is, because listen... We, we don't always know how you want us to act. We don't always know what's acceptable or not. And a great place to start would be just putting it down on paper so that a step-parent knows and understands so that they don't break your rules or, or upset you in any way. And it would just be a much better way to set us up for success. So, Christina, thank you so much for coming on the show again to share this very vulnerable story about what happened to you. I really think it's going to help a lot of people. I, I hope so too. Melissa, thank you for having me. Of course, and for the listeners, Christina is part of our private Facebook group, which you can find at blendedfamilypodcast.com slash group. You can find her there. If you want to just get into this topic a little bit more with her or with the rest of us, it's a great place to come and find some support for your blended family. I hope that you guys really enjoyed the conversation and got a lot out of it. Feedback can be sent to me